Hello and welcome back to the Accommodation Show. We help accommodation owners like you get the knowledge and skills that you need to grow your business, improve your guest experience, and increase your profitability. All right, folks, uh, welcome back to the Accommodation Show. I'm super excited to bring Stacey St. John to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Bart. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm excited as well. I've been excited for this episode for quite a while. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. You scheduled in the appointment with me to do this uh, recording and to get it all together. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get to see her in a few days. But it wasn't. You tricked me. It was a few weeks down the line. And I'm sitting there waiting, waiting. When am I going to get to interview Stacey St. John? And then uh, finally got there. And uh, the recording is happening today. So I am pumped. Yay. Now, um, Stacey, so uh, I know that you do all sorts of wonderful things, um, and the reason why you're on this show is because I know that you're a leader, you get things done, you know an awful lot about the short-term rental space, you're a licensed realtor, uh, you've got a huge community of female entrepreneurs and people uh, that work in the short-term rental space, just so that everyone knows there's 10,000 members in that community. I'm uh, afraid to say the number 10,000 because by the time this episode comes out, I know it's going to be a lot more. You're doing an awful lot of things, but I'd love you to introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what your background is, um, and uh, maybe a tiny bit about uh, what the group is all about and, and what you're doing with that. Sure. So, hello. Um, my name is Stacey St. John, and I live in Ohio in the USA. I have six beachfront short-term rental properties um, but I started off investing in real estate in long-term rentals first. Um, I started off investing by accident. I bought a, a property um, for my son to live in in Florida, and then he ended up not moving to Florida. And so um, I was very quickly thrust into the world of real estate investing, and I loved it. And I ended up getting my real estate license to help support my investing and, and make it a better profit center for me when I was flipping properties, things of that nature. When COVID hit, um, we had just finished flipping a property and my husband and I kind of looked at each other and said, why are we going to buy another long-term rental right now? There was a lot of uncertainty with eviction moratoriums happening all over the place um, due to COVID, we really felt like, you know, maybe this is a time to diversify how we're investing. How can we put our dollars to work even better for us for where we are in this point in time? So I uh, did about six months worth of research before, before buying my first short-term rental property. And then um, it, the, my whole world has kind of changed, quite honestly, because I discovered how much I absolutely love short-term rentals, and I love everything about it, including all the great people that I have the the opportunity to meet, like you. And um, you mentioned my Facebook group. I do have um, a Facebook group that was born quite organically, um, uh, and it is called Female Short-Term Rental Investors. Um, actually, at the time that I put in that request um, to book your calendar, I did have 10,000 people in my group, but as of today, it's 11,500. We're just growing rapidly. We have women from all over the world 
who are um, interested in investing in short-term rentals, either they're currently investing in short-term rentals or they are serving the short-term rental owner community in some way, shape, or form. And let me tell you, that is such a, a fun passion project for me, and it's um, really rewarding, I think, to see people um, empowering and, and helping each other learn along the way. So um, I, I I know you asked me about my background, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, I, I will think... just... Yeah, look, you, you've 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 really answered it, and, and you've already through what you've said there. There's just a million questions that I have for you. So, um, all right. So, tell me, uh, there's a, f- a few questions that I have, and one of them being around uh, you investing in real estate and then switching to short-term rentals. So, one of the things that's really interesting is the fact that you became a licensed real estate agent, um, and I think that from what I understand, you didn't necessarily have to become a, a realtor, but you decided to because you thought it might add more value to you. Tell us through the thinking process around that and whether you recommend someone else do the same thing uh, in your journey around the, getting your, your yeah. license. Yeah, um, I will share with you when I got my real estate license, I was not investing in short-term rentals yet. So I was investing in long-term rentals. What I was finding, as you know, a lot of folks can probably um, relate to, is that properties were flying off the market very quickly. And what I was finding was, as an investor, I was losing out on great deals because I was waiting for another real estate agent to show me a property. And so I started thinking about, well, gosh, there's... Um, an efficiency uh, factor if I can get my real estate license and hop in to see a property as quickly as I want to, I have, you know, I have a a competitive advantage in that way. I also was um, flipping properties. And so, you know, when I was uh, finished with a rehab and ready to put that property up for sale, I knew that I could be more profitable if I had my real estate license because I was only giving away half of the commission. I actually had someone ask me last week if they felt like I thought it would be important to have a real estate license to be successful in short-term rentals. And my personal opinion is no, you do not have to be a licensed real estate agent um, to be successful in short-term rentals. I consider that short-term rentals really have three different components to them. Um, To be a great short-term rental investor, we have to understand the the fundamentals of being a real estate investor. So understanding cash flow, sourcing properties, you know, tax strategies, creative financing. There's also, as you know, an element of hospitality. We have to understand great customer service. We have to understand the emotional connection we're building with our guests. And uh, in addition to that, understand operations, right? Because there's a lot happening behind the scenes when it comes to that day-to-day. And then last but not least, I believe that there's a component of marketing. We have to understand as short-term rental owners who our ideal guests are and how to market to them, whether we're in charge of our own marketing or not. So even if we're using a property manager and they're taking care of 
driving traffic to my listing and, and making those bookings. When a, when a guest walks into my property, they have to understand that I understand them. And so my ideal guest feels comfortable, welcome, excited when they walk into my property. Why is that important? Well, because I want them to come back and stay with me. And I also want them to share it with their friends, right? And say, oh my gosh, I just stayed at the most amazing property. You've got to check this place out. Um, that was a really long answer to your question. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, right. So you did all the real estate investing um, and you became the realtor because you wanted to get better deals. You found that it was going to be a lot more profitable. Obviously, I imagine that there was an education part, sort of a genuine interest in real estate in that space that came through. Then uh, short-term rentals sort of hits your radar and you said, I'm excited about this particular space. So you've got all the people and the connections and that's kind of what we do now as we really look after our communities and people and educating and that sort of thing. But there would have been a point where you're where you're not doing short-term rentals, you're doing long-term leases and then you go, hold on a second, I like this space. What was it that drew you into short-term rentals? Well, that's a really good question. I think uh, there were a couple of different things that were weighing on my mind. Um, there was a tax benefit for me uh, to invest in, in generating active income. So I, um, as a real estate investor in long term, I don't want to get into tax strategies, but you, um, you have the ability to um, deduct certain uh, expenses and depreciation from your rental properties. Uh, because I had a W-2 income, I was not able to realize all of those tax benefits. By investing in short-term rentals, since it's more active income, I could actually utilize um, that as a tax strategy to get um, me in a position where I owed less money to the good old IRS. Uh, so that was one consideration. And I am so not a CPA, um, but I did definitely lean on my team to advise me about the best way to mitigate that. And, and again, use, uh, use my rental portfolio to my advantage. The other thing, quite selfishly, is I love the beach. Right, And so when we were looking to shift into short-term rentals, one of the things that I spent a lot of time doing was researching markets that um, aligned with our buying criteria, but also, um, you know, kind of fit a, a sense where, oh gosh, if I have to take a trip to the beach to look at property, that's not going to be an awful thing. <laughs> exciting uh, because I could, you know, fly down to the beach for the weekend, look at properties, um, utilize that um, as a tax write-off, a, a business expense, and um, be able to uh, do that on an ongoing basis as well. So those were a couple of things that really excited me to begin with. Um, I think once I started getting into it and, and really understanding, oh my gosh, I love this. Um, the tax benefits, like, I don't even think about that. That's, that's gravy now at this point. Uh, I think that's a great top tip, by the way. Um, if I kind of rewind a little bit, you said, uh, when you're looking to, to establish your portfolio and when you're looking to sort of grow the business, 
you went with where you wanted to be. You went with what was calling your calling rather than trying to scout out and say, hey, what's the best deal? What's the most profitable and that sort of thing? That kind of becomes secondary because you're investing your time in it anyway and that's the most expensive part of your business is your yeah. time spent yeah. looking for these properties, uh, growing it, talking to guests, d dealing with all the issues and all that sort of stuff. So the closer you can be aligned to your personality, to your goals, to what you want to do, the better off you're going to be. So when you are looking for property and you're going, oh, where should I invest? Find a place where you really like, like to go to because you're going to have to spend a lot of time in that particular area, especially to start off with because you need to understand it to be able to grow a business which will have any differentiation from your competitors. Um, yeah. It's as simple as that. Uh, any comments on that? Uh, I couldn't agree more. So I think uh, it's quite often that I hear people asking other people, where's the best place to invest? Where should I be investing my dollars? And I always reply, it depends on what your goals are for your business, where you wanna be in five years, three years, a year from now, what your buying criteria is. Do you wanna invest in a college town? Do you wanna invest on the beach, in the mountains? You know, To your point, invest somewhere where you're gonna enjoy spending time because at the end of the day, yes, we are in this business uh, to build wealth, but we're in this business to have a great time too. And I love to have a great time at the beach personally. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody does. So most Who people, does it, apart, right? from ones, apart from the ones that don't like the sand in there. In their, in their yeah. jocks. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, so your journey is really fascinating. And, and I love the fact that even though we're just talking about your journey, you're already dropping all these little gems that people can take away and, and have a think about in terms of the fundamentals of, of setting up a short-term rental business, um, if that's something that you might want to do. Um, then you've, I, I want to go back to the group. I'm quite interested in that and, and in, in empowering female founders. Because one of the things is for me is that uh, I'm not allowed to be in the group. So um, I'm male, so I'm not allowed in the group. And I don't want to focus on that too much because I don't want to ca cause that controversy between, you know, well, why can't I get in? Can I not? Look at it as empowering, right? You're, you're finding a demographic. You're saying, I'm going to help help this particular demographic out to, to do better rather than being exclusive to right. uh, or excluding um, a certain demographic. That's not the point. The point is to be inclusive of a certain demographic. Yeah. I'm sure you'd agree with that. But tell me about uh, the importance of the group in terms of um, it being female founders and the um, that community and that yeah. collaboration and, yeah. and that particular part of it. Yeah. One of the things that I feel very passionate about is creating a safe space for people. So um, within our Facebook group, I am a pretty big stickler on um, kindness on uh, being um, respectful of other people and using our Facebook community as a platform to encourage and empower and educate each other. So quite honestly, I pop into a lot of Facebook groups that are kind of negative. You know, you have people that are barking at each other and, and saying things that are, are not so nice, right? And I have to be honest with you, when that happens in my group, I kick people out <laughs> because I'm really passionate, like I said, about creating an environment where people feel comfortable asking questions 
Because chances are, if you have a question, there are a bunch of other people in the group that have the same question, right? So feeling like it's okay to ask a question and being able to get honest feedback from other people who have the intent of helping you out and encouraging you and empowering you to be better at what you're doing. So that's really kind of the culture of the Facebook group in and of itself. It's very, um, I hope, uh, from, from the feedback that I get from other people, it's a very positive and encouraging place. And um, because of that, we have tremendous conversations that are just um, very, very tactical, quite honestly. You know, a lot of questions about what are your favorite comforters and what are your favorite uh, colors for this set of cabinets that I'm getting ready to paint? You know, do you like gr green or blue? Um, but we take that and then we also deliver training and education uh, within that group as well and hear each other's empowering stories. So one of the things that I do is I'll interview other folks that may be brand new to short-term rentals or maybe uh, have been doing them for a decade, but allowing other people to hear their story and connect with them um, and learn from them as well. So that's another thing we do there. I, I absolutely love it. And uh, ever since I kind of got to know you and I started to hear your story and, and where you align philosophically, like I agree with it completely. With the uh, kicking people out of groups is quite interesting. Um, from my perspective, the way that I try to manage it is to have them self-select their way out of the group, um, which happens quite often. Actually, people just, just crack it. They're just like, ah, oh, I'm not being heard. It's like, no, because no one wants to hear what you've got to say um because you're not not actually adding any value and we're so inundated with with negativity uh, especially mm -hmm. in the uh, right now that there's no like the, it just ruins it for everybody else in terms of the community so curate, curating it is really important and uh i really i really love that so and then so um uh, female founders female leaders um uh, community collaboration all coming together towards sharing a common purpose is what's what's ultimately important so um obviously we encourage any females that are out there that would like to share in this particular community to, to join your group absolutely absolutely and you know one of the things that i i like to share is even if you're not investing in short-term rentals today but you're thinking about it or trying to find out if maybe this is an avenue that you want to explore in the future um, you know, coming in and being a spectator and seeing what other people are saying, I think is a really helpful way to go in and enter the industry with your eyes wide open, you yeah. know, so you know what you're, what you're, um, what you're going to be investing in, in the future. Yeah. Great. And look, I think that, yeah, look, I'm blown away by it. I think it's, it's really fantastic. I know that there was a, a few topics that we we're going to talk about in terms of managing, um, remotely and that sort of thing, but there's one topic that I want to kind of round this episode out on, and that is, um, talking about teams and people within the team and how important that is to you running your business, because to fill everyone in, you are running remotely at the moment. Um, and I guess you're, cause you're a community leader and your community spirit. I imagine that that's the same philosophy that you would have with the teams that you run. Uh, tell us about the teams and, and how you go about creating the right yeah. team to help you with your business. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I am a huge believer that you are as strong as the people around you, right? And uh, let's face it, I, you know, we always kind of joke that it takes a village to run a short-term rental. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for me personally, I started off investing in short-term rentals and I had a full service property manager and she was my team. Uh, she, uh, you know, they were a very trusted, valued partner. And what I found was over time, um, as I began to get more comfortable with uh, the short-term rental space, and I began to want to um, have a little more control over my own portfolio, I decided to start self-managing. And when we go from that full service property management to a self-management model, it's very different, right? Um, and so building out a team of people that helped me, quite honestly, operate in my genius zone, um, it helps me in so many ways just operate more efficiently. But I think number one, knowing what your genius zone is, is really important. So. As an example, I leverage a co-host to help me manage guest communications um, and the day-to-day -day bookings, right? Do I have to have that? No, but I would not trade my co-host for the world because she is amazing at what she does, but she helps me operate my business more efficiently. And at the same time, I can use my brain power um, to help manage my other team members, like my cleaner. Having the right uh, infrastructure for them to be able to thrive and operate in is important. Um, and then to have understanding of where your genius is so they can operate within their own genius zones is, is incredibly yep. important. But on that note, I'm gonna wrap this one up because we are out of time for today. But what it does is it gives us the opportunity to meet again and to have more conversations, which will be of huge value because we have a huge list of things to talk about. So I definitely <laughs> want to do that. Um, definitely before the end of the year, I would like to touch base with you and see how you're doing, see how the community is growing, see what you've learned and what you can share once again with everybody. But because you've been so wonderful and you are sharing with everybody, is there anything that our community can do for you? Well, that's so sweet of you to ask. Um, you know what? I would just invite anyone who is interested um, in connecting with a community of women, um, as long as you're a woman, <laughs> to join our Facebook group over at Female Short-Term Rental Investors. We've also just launched the Short-Term Rental Society, which is an online global uh, member-based organization of short-term rental hosts as well as short-term rental vendors and service providers. And so if that is something that you would love to get plugged into, I would welcome the opportunity to say hello to you on the inside there. And that website address is strconnections.com. Beautiful. We'll put that uh, website link into the show notes. But um, just to summarize for everyone, if you are a supplier and if you want to um, get on there and, and uh, show your services, so be it anywhere from tech to cleaning to whatever it might be within the accommodation stroke short term rental space, or if you are a, in need of, of these different resources. So, hey, I'm looking for the best software. 
um, this is where you'd go to to get those tools. Uh, Stacey, you're wonderful. Thank you so much once again for joining us on this particular episode. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I love talking to you. You've got uh, Im immensely positive energy. Um, I can see you're going to go far and you're going to be a real leader in this industry for a long time to come. So thanks a lot for spending the time with us. And um, I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much, Barb. It's a pleasure. Beautiful. I really appreciate it. Have a fantastic rest of the week. Yay! Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find us at theaccommodationshow.com where you can find all the show notes, links to resources we have talked about, and transcripts from the show. I really do appreciate you listening. And if you'd like to support the show, then please subscribe, leave a comment, and share it with others.